this was amazing. I once woke one morning to hearing my my spirit, my spirit and my dad's spirit in conversation. Absolutely amazing. I could literally hear my voice and his as real as you're hearing my voice now, having a discussion about something. Hello and welcome to In The Flesh, down-to-earth mediumship and spirituality with me, spiritual medium, Rebecca Richardson. Right, first things first, I need to thank you all so much for joining me. I've had an amazing response since launching this podcast. It's only been a few weeks and I've had listeners from across the globe, places I hadn't even heard of before, I'm ashamed to say. And also big shout out to that listener in Acton and Ealing in West London. Acton and Ealing are my hometowns. Um, I no longer live there. I moved out of London a few years ago. But who are you? Did we go to school together? If you're listening to this, send me an email. Let me know. Introduce yourself. If any of you have a question for me, by the way, feel free to email me. I'd love to hear from you and answer your questions on the podcast. The email address can be found in the episode description. Also, I just want to apologize for my voice. It might sound a bit weird today. I've woken up this morning with a really horrible cold, but I'm here. I've turned up today to record this podcast so I can still get it out to you in time. So thank you for listening. And I apologize. (laughs) I apologize in advance now for my really strange croaky voice. So let's get going then, shall we? Today, I'm talking about the path to mediumship. And I wonder at what stage are you? And the detail of that path is individual for us all, but I've noticed that everyone's path has three stops along it, which you'll successively reach one after the other. I call these stops the three A's just because they all happen to be with the letter A. And they are awareness, awakening, and then finally acceptance. And it's in this acceptance stage where we can really start to make headway with our mediumship. So firstly, the first stage on the path to developing mediumship is we have to have an awareness of or experience of spirit and psychic phenomena to some degree. Often this is as a child. By experience of spirit, I mean seeing spirit, sensing, hearing, an interaction of some sort with spirit, which you have had personally. If not, then you may have simply just been brought up in an environment, a home where the existence of the spirit world is an accepted truth. So perhaps your parents attended spiritualist churches or regularly visited mediums, for example. Either way, your mind was open to the existence, the reality, the possibility of the spirit world. Like I said, either from first-hand experience or if not, just being brought up in and around it. So that's the first thing that has to be present for mediumship to happen, to move into developing mediumship, having an open mind and an awareness of spirit and the psychic faculties. And this awareness is important in moving us along our path because it lays the foundation of what's to come, allowing us to more readily accept what's to come a little more easily. And what's to come next then? Well, that is the awakening stage. 
Now, I was trying to think of a different word than awakening because I kind of recoil a bit at those fad words and phrases that do the rounds in the spiritual community, if I'm honest. What I mean by awakening here is at this stage, and usually you're into adulthood now, for those who are to become mediums, there's a a trigger, a trigger that then awakens you. That trigger is usually a significant event in life which forces you to look at yourself and the world differently. It's not a choice. This isn't someone just deciding that they want to improve or change their outlook or become spiritual. This is where you are literally forced to change your outlook and often your life because something has happened in your life that has completely turned it upside down. Now, this trigger is commonly commonly the death of a close loved one, but it could also um, be the loss of a home and job, which has left you having to start all over again, the breakdown of a significant relationship, something which takes you to your rock bottom, basically. So that's the trigger, the thing that triggers your awakening. And being forced to look at yourself and the world differently, you then start to see the experience with and awareness you have had so far with spirit, probably from your childhood, like I said, in a new light. Suddenly, it's brought front and center of your consciousness and those experiences you had with spirit or the awareness you had is full with so much more meaning than it had before. Maybe you can even see a narrative starting to unfold. And this is a stage where you then, somehow or another, the details, are, um, the details of each of our paths are unique to the individual. But somehow or another, you become aware of mediumship and not only start to develop an interest in it, but also develop your own mediumistic qualities by attending classes, circles, workshops. Now, sometimes people report not having an awareness of spirit in any form as a child or well, recently, I heard a student actually, a student of mediumship say they used to be a skeptic. Isn't that interesting? And what is happening here, I think, is that the awareness and awakening stages for those people happen very close together or perhaps simultaneously. You know, think about it. You can't, you can't knowingly, knowingly do something if you're not aware of it. So there needs to be an awareness of spirit in order to make the conscious decision to develop mediumship and be a genuine medium. And I do think because we are all spirit, albeit housed temporarily in our physical bodies, because we are all spirit, we can all, to varying degrees, communicate spirit to spirit. At the least, we all can certainly learn to sense our own loved ones in spirit. And for some people, um, that is or ends up being the purpose of their mediumship journey. Not everyone is destined to become a professional evidential medium. And there's an idea that mediums are born, which may account for why often mediums report um, having had a knowing and a sense of spirit as a child. And it's when they reach the trigger stage on their life's path that those childhood experiences with spirit develops meaning and provides a signpost in hindsight to them having always been on the path to mediumship. Um, the trigger, if you like, awakens you to the path that you've always um, unknowingly been on. And now you know you're on it. And this is where I said you start to attend classes or workshops or circles, whatever it may be. 
And then from there, as we know, the path, once we've embarked on a journey of developing mediumship, becomes very winding and never-ending and all a bit mad at times. And one of the reasons the path of mediumship development feels never-ending, um, well, for one, is because it is. Every medium, no matter how long they've been a working medium, is still developing. But it's because there's a to and fro between our physical selves and our spirit selves. A struggle for power, particularly from our physical selves, our old lives, the old us. Some people talk about the ego here. We have to learn to accept the spirit world to a fuller degree more than we've ever done before. The existence of it in our everyday lives, but also learn to accept the existence and reality of our own spirit, that we are spirit. And all of that isn't easy. It's hard work and takes a lot of faith to embrace something that is shrouded in unknowns and mystery and is of the mystical. When we are here to also live a physical and material existence and are reminded of that every day. So when we find ourselves progressing down the path of spiritual progress towards mediumship development, we find ourselves having to straddle two sometimes opposing, well, not sometimes, actually always opposing realities. And that tug of war will never end, unfortunately, because we are spirit in a physical form here to live a physical life. I've heard it said that mediums were, mediums were often um, the children who felt on the outside looking in because we have always had one foot in each world and I don't know about you but I really resonate with that that was certainly my experience and to a degree still is even as adult as a child I remember just having an innate knowing that there is something more to life than meets the eye and luckily during my awareness phase of my path to mediumship, I was never ridiculed for my experiences because I had a mum who had her own experiences. So she knew and understood. I think how we process the awareness we have at this stage has a direct correlation to how we will respond to the following awakening and acceptance stages of our path. And a lot of that as a child is dependent on the family around us and how they made us feel and think about our experiences with spirit. We may have slightly less resistance to the later stages on our path to mediumship if we are already comfortable and reconciled with um, what we have so far experienced. I've been very, very grateful that I was given the space for that side of me to exist existed privately but I was given the space for it to exist without feeling ridiculed or dismissed um if you've got children who are showing signs of being in touch with spirit let their experiences unfold naturally without throwing doubt or shame into the mix for them show understanding and support which I'm sure you are the open-minded type by the fact you're listening to this but show understanding and support because sometimes as a child these experiences can be a little unnerving, I'm not going to lie, but they may well be being led on a very fulfilling and meaningful path. And as parents, we want to nurture and, um, and we, we want to nurture the unfoldment of that and not diminish it. So one of the earliest memories of being aware of spirit I have um, was laying in bed. Um, I was around the age of four. And in my mind's eye, seeing faces and what I can only describe as energy moving. And at the same time, I was experiencing this really odd, strange sensation. I say it was odd and strange though, but it was kind of like familiar as well, weirdly. But this odd and strange sensation of being 
expansive, expanded beyond my body and connected to everything and anything beyond what I could even comprehend. Yeah, at the same time, also feeling absolutely minute, like on a micro level. And I've only experienced that again since quite recently whilst meditating. So I know it was an experience that wasn't of the physical or material. Quite often with spiritual experiences, there's a knowing, isn't there, that accompanies it. Like your inner self, your spirit takes over. No matter how much your logical brain questions, it makes no difference because you just know instinctively. And for that part of you, for your spirit, there's nothing crazy about it at all. And my spiritual and psychic experiences too progressed as I progressed through childhood into adulthood. Throughout my life, I've had many precognitions in which you see in your mind's eye clairvoyantly an event which later comes to pass. Something I feel really blessed about is to have seen and heard spirit objectively a number of times. So by objective, I mean outside of my body, just as I would experience you if you were standing in front of me. I thought I was just seeing ghosts and that these experiences were just a cool story to relate to people. But obviously my understanding has since developed to knowing that these were actually spirit people or spirit in some form or another anyway, sometimes making themselves known to me and sometimes me just tuning in. Um, Oh, I had this really, this really bizarre experience once in which, um, well, I can only describe it like, like this, a spirit person had blended with me so fully that I felt I had become them and they were transposed upon me somehow and I was transfigured. That was when I was in my teens and now I can look back and see, actually I should point out here, you know, it wasn't it wasn't a possession. I wasn't possessed. <laughs> I was very much, I mean, I don't believe in it anyway, but I was very much aware of myself still and in control. And I remember it only lasted about five or 10 minutes. And I remember uh, you know, feeling quite uncomfortable and unnerved by it. And I remember sort of thinking or saying, okay, right, you know, I've had enough now. Can you just leave me alone, please? And it stopped. So yeah, like I said, that was when I was in my teens. And now I can look back and see it was showing me not only the reality or spirit was showing me not only the reality and power of the spirit world, but also the potential of my mediumship if a good blend of my spirit and their spirit is achieved. I've had out-of-body experiences in which I viewed the physical world from my spirit's perspective. Oh, and this this was amazing. I once woke one morning to hearing my my spirit, my spirit, and my dad's spirit in conversation. Absolutely amazing. I could literally hear my voice and his, as real as you're hearing my voice now, having a discussion about something. Um it's something which I'll never forget it. It's something which has convinced me that our spirits can operate quite independently from our physical bodies, especially when the physical body is at rest, like when we are asleep. Actually, when my dad was unwell shortly before he passed over, I heard him call to me in the room I was in, despite him not physically being there. He was some two hours drive away. It was his spirit communicating. It was my dad's passing actually, which um, triggered my awakening. I was suddenly seeing the world and all of these experiences I had so far through a new lens. They were no longer spooky stories to tell for a bit of entertainment. These experiences with spirit 
and the psychic were vital in laying the foundation for my mediumship development and work, I can see now that spirit have always been there in the background, keeping me aware and in touch. My own spirit as well has always been tapped in. I've always had a foot in both worlds because when the time was right, I'd be developing mediumship. So around three weeks before any of us had any clue that my dad was unwell, including him, he was fit and healthy. I noticed I was getting a lot of spiritual and psychic experiences more so than usual. It had really, like really ramped up. And I also had this desire, this knowing that I had to go and see a medium. Now, at this stage, I had no real understanding of what a medium was. Despite always being that way inclined myself, the work of a medium just wasn't something I had much awareness of. Anyway, I found someone quite randomly online. And during the reading, he said to me that my father was in spirit. Now, that was a bit awkward. (laughs) I brushed it off with a bit of a laugh and said, oh, not last time I checked. Ha, ha, ha. Uh, He was really embarrassed and apologetic. Um, Then my granddad, my dad's dad, came through with a message for my dad, which made no sense to me. Anyway, I passed this on to my dad later that day, and I was a bit unsure whether I should, because my dad wasn't a believer. He kind of sat on the fence about these things and um, said he was agnostic. But I relayed it to him anyway, and he was actually really very accepting of it, to my surprise. So the spiritual and psychic experiences were still going full throttle at this point. Um, And I really felt spirit were trying to get my attention for some reason. Then suddenly my dad received the news that he was really unwell and had only months left to live. It actually turned out it was weeks, not months, just three weeks after diagnosis, my dad was gone. Now, I spoke to him quite openly leading up to his death about what he felt was to come, whether there was an afterlife. And um, I don't believe I would have been able to take that position for him or played that role if I haven't, if I hadn't had had the background experience with spirit that I had or the knowing that I had. And actually, the message from my dad from his dad now now made perfect sense. My dad's passing was so sudden and unexpected. I could see now how spirit were preparing behind the scenes, coming forward with a message of comfort from his dad which was also confirmation or at least planted the idea in my dad's mind, which I hope was comforting to him in his final days, that there is indeed somewhere else he is going and his dad will be there waiting for him. And actually, for someone who wasn't a firm believer, I saw my dad accept his fate so graciously as if his inner knowing um, had kicked in, as if he was now connected to his own spirit more than ever and he instinctively knew there was nothing to fear. I've heard that reported often about people who are at death's door and how strange it is that they know too, that they, that they just know when their time is up. My dad admitted that he had, a, he had had a feeling. He even knew on his last day that he didn't have long left and said his goodbyes. It's so interesting, isn't it? And heartwarming too, that although their physical bodies may be suffering spiritually, they seem to be at peace. So I sat beside my dad's... Um, bed I think for about 15 hours I counted as he slowly transitioned and in that time I witnessed feeling his spirit lift from his body then only a few hours after he passed away um, he came back to me I was laying in bed and was surrounded by the most amazing um, literally there's no words to describe this it was just the most amazing awe-inspiring energy of love and warmth I've ever felt and I felt his hand 
on mine just as I had been holding his when he passed. I also heard objectively, um, so outside of my mind in the room, a song playing, which took me back to a memory of just a couple of days before of an interaction between him and my son. So, as I said, this was my trigger and I had now been awakened. In the days that followed, I witnessed firsthand the difference in my spiritual experiences. Sorry, speak. I can't speak. This cold's getting the better of me now. Bear with me. So in the days that followed, I witnessed firsthand the difference in my spiritual experiences and knowing had in helping me process the aftermath of my dad's passing and my grief. Um, and I felt sad for those who were suffering alone without the feeling or knowing that their loved ones in spirit are there beside them. And that's not because our loved ones don't come back to comfort us. I'm, I'm, I'm certain they do for all of us. It's just, you know, some of us are less in touch with that side of reality, that side of life, our own spiritual selves and others, unfortunately. So these things can go missed. Um, but I knew now that I had mediumistic abilities and always had. I, I hadn't just been seeing ghosts. I wouldn't say I chose to embark upon professional mediumship development. I just suddenly recognized that I should and it was supposed to be. And I think ultimately this is what happens a lot of the time that something triggers our awakening. And then before you know it, before you have even had a chance to choose you're training as a medium. And I think if you ask a lot of mediums how they got into this work, you'll find they kind of just fell into it due to the circumstances of life. Now, formally starting your mediumship development, you haven't now reached your destination. Oh, no. <laughs> this is just the start, the start of a lifelong, hopefully lifelong journey of discovery. And what you will discover somewhere along the line is that mediumship isn't about learning to make a connection to spirit. You've probably been doing that all along anyway, naturally. It's actually about learning about you. Mediumship development is self-development because the more you know about yourself, the more you can understand yourself, the easier you can get, get your physical self, your physical brain out of the way and connect with, feel your inner being, your own spirit. And that, of course, is what we need to do in order to connect with the spirit world. Mediumship is spirit to spirit communication. And then you reach this stage on your path to mediumship, which I call acceptance. So your attending classes might have been for some time and you start to think, wow, I'm actually doing this. And then the question arises, am, am I a medium? <laughs> And I'll ask you, do you accept that you are a medium? And it's easy to give a knee-jerk reaction to that and say, yeah, of course, I'm going to classes, aren't I? I'm a medium. I do readings. So I'm a medium. But actually, really think about it. Really sit with it. Do you really, truly accept you are a medium? Because if you do, those days where your reading didn't go quite so well because your brain was just getting too involved or you couldn't quite get the blend of spirit with the blend with spirit you wanted because you had a headache and that was distracting you wouldn't destroy your confidence it wouldn't make you question whether you should be doing this or not we've all been there haven't we we've 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 had a bad day whether it's given a professional reading or in a practice group it doesn't matter and it makes us doubt ourselves and our abilities and what we are doing think about it if you truly believe you are a medium 
those bad days will not throw you off course or into turmoil. Because it wouldn't matter. You don't need to prove yourself to anyone. You still know that you are a medium. And it's only when you can accept that you are indeed a medium that you then find the confidence to express what you are getting from spirit unhindered during a communication. We hear all the time, don't we, that we have to give what we get. It's the first impression we get from spirit that is usually the most important and is usually right. But if we don't truly believe we are a medium, that we possess mediumistic ability or qualities, we will second guess ourselves and not say what we're getting. Our brains, our physical selves, our fear of being wrong and being a failure or fraud overrules. Accepting ourselves as mediums isn't something that happens overnight. Again, there's a back and forth, a tug of war between our spirit and physical selves, I think. And this is why mediumship is so much about knowing, understanding and developing ourselves. Eventually, the more you work on developing yourself, getting to know yourself, meditation and journaling are two brilliant ways to do that, by the way. The more you can then have confidence in accepting yourself as the medium that you are. That's when you'll see a change for the better in your mediumship. You'll turn a corner onto a new path in your development and who knows where that one is leading you. (laughs) So thank you for joining me today. I think there's a lot of food for thought there, a lot to reflect on in your own journey. And I really hope it's helpful. If you're enjoying my podcast, I've got a request. Can you please share it with three friends? It takes a lot of time and commitment to produce these episodes and I do it all for free. So I'd really appreciate you sharing them to others you know would like them to. Thank you so much. Have a brilliant day wherever you are in the world and I'll see you next week.